Thank you and welcome everybody to another edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast. Today we are blessed to have the opportunity to speak with Mr. Frederic Tony. He is the Vice President and President of the Global Ford Customer Service Division. He is here today to chat about the Ford Motor Company, the relationship between the Quick Lane Bowl and the Disabled American Veterans, and he's here today to chat with us on the Detroit Sports Podcast. Good morning, Mr. Tony. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Now, just in uh, looking up a little bit of information on you, I read that uh, prior to getting into this business world, you were an avid basketball fan and uh, had some aspirations of playing some uh, some basketball. <laughs> Actually, I did play in college. I was a point guard at the University of Alabama Huntsville, and I had a, a great time playing uh, intercollegiate uh, athletics. I understood a little bit. There were some challenges with the basketball, and then you decided that, you know what, I have the skills needed to join the business world and make a, make myself a very successful business person. Exactly. Um, I'm five foot nine, and I was guarding a guy who was six foot five, and my attribute was quickness, and I couldn't stay in front of the guy. That's when I realized I needed to concentrate on my studies and try to have a business career. Yeah, and now you're, you've been with the Ford Motor Company since 2000. What is your current role now with the company? Well, currently I'm in, uh, I'm in charge of our, our customer service business all over the world. And that includes our parts business. And of course that includes our, our quick lane, uh, auto and uh, tire and service centers. And, uh, that's a big part of what, what we do, including making sure that we provide our customers with the very best experience that we can. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. And I read a little bit that in the past you've received some wonderful accolades in, ter- in terms of also being named one of the global top 50 decision makers and one of the most powerful executives in corporate America. And I get a chance to kind of pick your brain a little bit. What goes into a little bit making yourself a great decision maker in terms of uh, working in the, the business that you're in? Well, my background is largely in logistics, and for years I I managed uh, large logistic chains, including Ford's uh, global uh, manufacturing and parts logistics systems, and and that's why I was given that uh, accolade, uh, which was of course supported by all the people I work with. But but importantly, the the the, the most important element of making decisions is is getting good advice from the people around you, ensuring that you're working with the most qualified staff that you can. And then, of course, uh, learning from your mistakes. You can't be afraid to make mistakes. And in so doing, you'll learn and build on it. And each decision thereafter will actually be better. Yeah, and now currently uh, Ford is partnering with the with QuickLane. Ford Field and Detroit Lions are one of the only teams that runs and hosts a college football bowl game. And right now, QuickLane is affiliated with that. This is the second edition. Tell us a little bit how QuickLane became involved as a sponsor of the bowl game here in the state of Michigan. Well, at QuickLane, we are very focused on raising awareness um, among consumers for fast service, value, and convenience at our QuickLane centers. And uh, we're, we're trying to drive service and make customers aware that they can get their vehicle service for all makes and models at our QuickLane. And uh, uh, in 2013, we began to do national advertising because we had over 750 quick lane outlets at the time, and now we have over 800. So we had critical mass to do national advertising. And so uh, joining up with, with the Detroit Lions on the quick lane bowl is just a natural next step in, in helping us to make consumers aware of the fantastic service that they can receive uh, without appointment at our quick lane outlets. 
Yeah, and this year's Quick Lane Bowl takes place Monday, December 28th, 5 p.m. Good matchup, Central Michigan versus Minnesota. Looks to be a fascinating football game. Quick Lane is the title sponsor and a blessing, too, um, with the relationship between Quick Lane and uh, Ford Field and the bowl game is that there is a partnership with the disabled American veterans, and that's what really drew me to this partnership. Uh, speak a little bit on the relationship between the disabled American veterans and the Quick Lane Bowl. Well, we're just so excited to to join up with this uh, incredible uh, cause and agency that supports our disabled American veterans. Uh, we're trying to support them in a number of ways. We'll have 50-50 raffle. And, of course, uh, our very own uh, Ford Motor Company uh, fund will, <clears throat> will donate $50,000 at the game to the uh, disabled American veterans. And uh, we're just delighted to be a part of supporting our veterans. And as you know, I'm sure everyone agrees that uh, there's no better group to recognize and support than our American veterans. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Quick Lane, uh, if you if you follow us on our Twitter page at Detroit Podcast, we have a link to the page where if you buy any tickets for the Quick Lane Bowl, Quick Lane has been kind enough to donate ten dollars for every every ticket that's sold. So look for us at at Detroit Podcast. Find the link, and you'll be able to definitely help out the disabled American veterans. Now, Mr. Tony, um, in reading up on you, you spent 16 years at Caterpillar, Inc., seven years at the Honda Motor Company, and you've worked your way up very significantly and become a prominent businessman and really uh, ranked as one of the most powerful executives in America. And so I give you all the accolades. And so for those who are just starting out, because I really enjoy you know speaking to individuals like yourself to also help out those who may be listening, who may be just starting out, maybe just coming out of uh, college and they're learning and they're entering into the business world. What can you speak on in terms of what they can do in an entry-level job to begin the process to raise themselves up and really move up in the corporate world? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, the, the advice I always give young people and anyone who asks me for advice about how to advance their careers, the first thing I tell them to do is, is try to find something for which you have a passion and pursue it. it, it and you'll, you'll make a good living at it if you have a passion. If you apply yourself, apply yourself learn as much as you can, and, and frankly, bring humility, integrity, and fidelity to what you do. Uh, that would mean that you will be loyal to the people you work with. That means that uh, your brand will be known for integrity and that you'll be known for hard, for being a hard worker, being a hard worker. And, and in so doing, you'll have people want to sort of draft you to be on their team. And that's, that's the ingredients of having a great career and, frankly, great relationships with everybody with whom you, you, you deal with, personally, professionally, or, or otherwise. Exactly, and I think the tie between sports and business is that you have to have a strong ability to work with people and to work with a bunch of different personalities. In your day-to-day -day work, are you managing a large group of people or do you have a small group of individuals you're working with, and, and uh, are there any challenges that you find to this day in terms of dealing with different people, different personalities, different agendas, um, especially with a person like yourself in such a prominent role? Well, uh, I, I, I would frankly work with thousands of people. And uh, in, in, in Ford in particular, we're one Ford and we work cross-functionally. So literally you work with thousands of people in so many fronts. And, and, and we have a lot of, as you can imagine, thousands of people in our global organization. But with that said, the most important thing, I think, is for us to do a good job of communicating what our strategies and tactics are. And if we do that well uh, and be open to answering questions that people have about what we're doing, we can be wildly successful. 
because everybody wants to be part of, of, of contributing, and all you have to do is allow them to do that. Importantly, everyone is different, so I find it easier for me to adjust to people than asking everyone to adjust to me. Oh, very good point. I'm also fascinated in terms of uh, challenges of your position. What's a recent challenge that you dealt with uh, in a way that you were proud of, and what's one challenge maybe you dealt with that uh, you maybe said, you know what, I could have maybe handled this in a different way? Recently, we had uh, a backlog of, of work that we had to get completed, and I was able to uh, convey the message to our team, and we were able to work our ways way through it very, very well uh, to be successful. So we sort of we, we 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 took something that was a challenge and we turned it into a success. And um, I would say that that the lesson there for me is to uh, when people come to me that I work with and they ask for help, I, I it's important for me to make sure that I offer the help and assistance. Be, be less critical. You have a chance to go back later and review and, and, and do lessons learned. But importantly, when you're in the fray, remember that the same people who got you in the soup have to get you out of the soup. So be positive be a, as, a, as a leader, and you can then lead the team in a positive way. Frederick Tony has been kind enough to chat with us a little bit regarding his career. He's the president. He's the president and vice president of the Global Ford Customer Service Division. Any last remarks for our listening audience regarding the Quick Lane Bowl, disabled American veterans, or anything on leadership? Well, I would just like to say that we really want to uh, applaud uh, the teams that have, have performed well enough to earn uh, opportunity to come and play in this wonderful Quick Lane Bowl. And I, and I want to, and that would be the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Central Michigan Chippewas. And of course, we want to uh, congratulate the, the, the um, the Detroit Lions for for the work that they're doing in, in the community, and uh, and we are very very proud ourselves with uh, in sponsoring the Quick Lane Bowl uh, to be part of supporting the the, the 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 disabled American veterans, and so we just want to invite everybody in the Detroit area to come out to a day of of festivities and I think a fantastic football game, and let's make this an ongoing tradition here in Southeast Michigan. And I want to thank you very much, John, for giving us the opportunity to come on with you today. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it, sir. Keep up the great work, and uh, we look forward to a great game Monday, December 28th, 5 p.m. All right. Thank you. It is our privilege today to speak with a former combat veteran of the Marines. She's here today to speak with us on the Detroit Sports Podcast regarding the relationship with the disabled American veterans and the Quick Lane Bowl. Ashley Burns is here. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I hope everybody's good out there as well. How did the Disabled American Veterans get involved with the Quick Lane Bowl? So, um, as you may know, uh, DAV has a very long uh, history and partnership with uh, Ford Motor Company. Uh, Back in 1922, um, Ford had donated 50 Model T Fords to take disabled veterans to the 1922 DAV National Convention in San Francisco. So, that's been an ongoing um, relationship, friendship, and ever since then, they've donated vehicles to um, support one of our um, major initiatives, which is the DAV Transportation Network, um, which uh, provides rides to and from VA medical appointments for veterans who otherwise would not be able to attend those appointments. And also uh, donating over the years, I-, I couldn't even give you a number at this point, but it's it's every year they've been donating tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars to support what DAV does. So we're very grateful for that partnership. And I know, you know, last year was the first Quick Lane Bowl. Ford having this relationship with Quick Lane, it was just sort of a natural 
Fusion um, trying to partner up with a veterans organization. And since we have such a close working relationship with Ford, it seems kind of a natural fit. Um, Quick Lane wanted to support veterans this year, bringing an organization for the Quick Lane Bowl to um, just to make it known that they're also very supportive of veterans. And so I think it's a, it's a perfect fit. It's a great way to make sure that, you know, veterans kind of get that spotlight that we all believe veterans have earned and deserve, uh, especially disabled veterans. They've given so much to this country. So we're very appreciative for this opportunity. Yeah, well, the first thing I can do from here is, you know, on behalf of those here at the Detroit Sports Podcast, we commend your service to the country. I know that when we first started doing the podcast, we'd start getting some hits and messages saying, hey, thank you for your work, you know, from people overseas who would listen to the podcast. And it really, you know, for us, uh, shed light on the reach of our podcast. And then, too, you know, we owe and, and people close to People close to us here at the podcast have have served in, you know, the Marines and the Army and things like that. So um, a little bit, how did you get involved uh, with the Marines and what was your combat? So I actually, um, I'm originally from Michigan and uh, my brother was in the Marine Corps uh, about five years ahead of me. And it was just kind of one of those things where growing up, you see what your older brother does and um, you kind of get drawn into the same, into the same uh, footprints essentially. And it, it became a natural transition for me. I went into the Marines um, as a broadcaster. So I was a journalist, essentially, did a lot of television journalism um, and ended up going over to uh, Japan for several years and traveled throughout the Pacific region, covering different humanitarian missions and operations. Uh, and then did my deployment. I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan. So my combat deployment was Afghanistan in 2009, um, mostly doing television journalism. But um, it's been a great opportunity and now being able to go and and kind of return everything that I've been able to take back with me, um, everything that, that journalism has taught me and kind of work in a way to tell veterans stories, uh, which is what I do now for DAV, trying to make sure that, that we're putting those stories out in front so people know um, how important it is to make sure that we're we're still supporting our veterans. Exactly. And that's the key is that once the combat ends, our veterans are come home and sometimes they struggle with issues of PTSD, sometimes difficulty acclimating back to the real world. And so it's very important that we continue to raise awareness, find support in any way possible for those veterans. And we, we try our best here at the podcast. What can those who are listening here do to support the D- disabled American veterans and support the cause? Well, there's certainly a number of things you can do. Um, I mean, first and, and foremost, every day, if you see a veteran out there, if you if you know of someone who's a veteran, just thank them for their service. We, we've done a report just recently where we, we uncovered something like 80-something percent of veterans actually really appreciate it when you just say thank you. It's a small token, a small gesture, but it means a lot. Um, to get more involved, um, you know, certainly we have volunteer opportunities within DAV if you visit DAV.org. You know, we have multiple different various ways that you can uh, lend your support. If it's driving veterans to and from hospital appointments, if it's spending time at a VA hospital, these things go a huge long way. Of course, financial support is always very much so appreciated. We have um, one of our, our big aims, one of our big areas of operation is service work, just making sure that veterans are actually getting what they're entitled to. Um, to the benefits and services that they've earned. Um, so that's one of our, our key areas. We, we have um, veterans supporting veterans out in the field every day um, who this is their mission. They've been through it. They're, they're all service-connected disabled veterans. That's one of our main missions. So certainly financial support, helping us make sure that every single veteran out there doesn't have to do this alone. Um, that's huge. For the um, 
the game coming up. If you have any interest in attending, um, that's certainly a great way that you can actually help support. Dealer um, Ford is donating $10 of every ticket sold to DAV. So that's one way that it's, you know, you get to enjoy the game, you get to help support veterans as well. So um, help keep the promise.org. Um, and the Detroit Lions are going to donate $10 of every ticket purchased to DAV. Yeah, exactly. And that website, again, is helpkeepthepromise.org. Exactly, as she said. And if you want to go to the game and you want to help out the veterans, each ticket that's purchased using that link, and you can find that link again at our Twitter page, at Detroit Podcast, is Ford will donate $10 for every ticket that's sold. Recently, I want to get your opinion on this. There's been a lot of talk regarding, you know, veterans' access to getting help. Are you finding that with increased awareness, with increased funds, that veterans are getting help? I know you hear stories of long waits to get maybe psychiatric services, to get into Mm -hmm. these VA hospitals. Is the work, you know, leading to shorter times and decreased wait times for veterans, or is more awareness needed? I think you can never have too much awareness. I think one of the main obstacles that we see, and I encountered this when I got out, is just that there's so much information. There are so many programs and so many services available, which is great, but it's very difficult to, to maneuver through. It's, it can be very confusing. There's not a lot of time spent getting out of service and that transition to becoming a veteran and really finding out what you need to do. This is where DAV, I think personally, they've helped me out tremendously. They have claims counselors that sit down with you and help you walk you through step by step. They'll, they'll go through your medical records, help show you exactly what you need to do to file claims, to get services, your educational benefits, VA loans, anything that, that you have earned through your service, including health benefits. They're there to help guide you through. Um, as far as the VA side goes, I mean, we all know certainly there's a lot of work to be done and I know there's there's a lot being done right now. Uh, VA has just launched their own plan. Um, I think it's gotten a lot of bipartisan support. So we'll hopefully see some traction on that in the coming year, hopefully start to see some real results and some real reform that can um, can better support veterans as we know they're all entitled to. To speak on your time served, um, as a journalist, what were some of the things you were entitled to do and what, what things did you cover being in the Marines and also working working in journalism? To be honest with you, it was it was some of the most interesting, um, some of the most difficult, some of the most compelling uh, moments of my life, and things that I will always look back on. And um, they've in, in ways that they've shaped me as a person, um, as a veteran, as a Marine. I was actually I've had a very very wide swath of things that I've been able to do. I, I covered Hurricane Katrina. I've done a lot of uh, humanitarian missions after earthquakes. Um, after natural disasters, things like that throughout the Pacific region. Of course, my time in Afghanistan, uh, it was a, it was a difficult deployment. There was a lot of operational activities that we would get sent out on. And, you know, as a journalist, you're not, you're not going to want to sit on base and, and cover the kind of easy picks, the easy stories about a, you know, a new development going up on base or something. You're going to want to be out there in the action. And so that's, that's really what we had to um, to drive to do. We had to kind of push our way out. We were we were relatively alone. It was myself and uh, another Marie, and uh, we didn't have a lot of support because just by the nature of our job, we weren't attached to anyone. So it taught us a lot about how to really just go out and and make your own way um, to get the stories that you have to get, to tell the stories that you want to tell, and really to make the people out there. Um, to highlight and, and make their jobs shine and show what, what it is that they're doing to make a difference. And when you return, how was your acclimation? Any tips at all you can give to those who may be listening that may be struggling uh, with coming back from tour of duty or maybe thinking about enlisting in the, in the U.S. Marines or Army? I will say 
when I was enlisted and, and just coming out of my transition, like I said, it's confusing and there's not a lot of time to make that leap. It's the scariest thing you can do besides going into the military is getting out of the military. I had no idea what DAV was. Um, if you had asked me three months before I'd gotten out, I couldn't have told you, but I had a, a friend who was in the Navy who had gotten out before me and said, make sure you go see um, someone with DAV. They're going to be able to help you. They're going to take you through your medical records step by step. They're going to provide everything you need. And it was not, I didn't know it at the time, of course, um, but it would turn out to be my career path. It would turn out to be something that benefited me in more ways than one. They, DAV gave me um, not only the assistance I needed um, as far as my claims, my medical, uh, everything else went, but they gave me the opportunity to to have a career and to take my life and take my life's work and turn it around to benefit veterans in the long run. So that's something I can't say enough is if it's not DAV, I mean, certainly DAV, I think, is the pinnacle of, of uh, veteran service organizations. They'll take care of you, but don't do it alone. Don't be afraid to seek help. If it's with your claim, don't be afraid to seek help. If it's with, you know, mental health, please don't be afraid to seek help. That's huge. Um, combat veterans are entitled to um, coming out of Afghanistan and Iraq, they're entitled to five years of uh, health care through VA. So please access the benefits that you're entitled to. You can go to vet centers, um, the VA vet centers, if you're having mental health issues and you need assistance. Those are resources that are there and available to you. And it's, there's no shame whatsoever in looking for help and seeking help and just opening up. It can be such a, a godsend um, and such a relief to be able to do that. And we, we really can't we can't look at this issue of uh, veteran suicide that we have anymore and, and not encourage each other to go seek help and not be there for each other. So if you're struggling, please reach out. If you know someone who's struggling, reach out to them and don't stop. As a psychologist, I uh, couldn't have said it better myself. If you feel like you need some assistance or some just someone to reach out to after your, ter- uh, after your tour of duty, definitely seek out support, and it's there. And one of the leading organizations here now in Michigan, the Disabled American Veterans. Where can people go to support uh, disabled American veterans, potentially support them financially, or maybe volunteer or uh, be of help to uh, individuals who are coming back from combat or to assist with veterans? Where can they go? Yep. Um, you can hit DAV.org. Um, it's got full lists of resources if you're looking for ways to seek help, if you're looking for help filing a claim to, to find someone in your local area. You can find um, uh, use our locator tool to identify someone in your local area. Uh, look for ways to volunteer. If you go to our Facebook page, um, we're facebook.com slash DAV. Uh, you can find assistance there as well. There's always somebody to talk to. There's always a conversation to be had. There's always other veterans to talk to, and I think personally that's one of the best ways to find more information. Veterans, they love to talk. They love to have a conversation and, and you know, love to support each other. So there's a lot of great people on our Facebook page. Um, you can get engaged in those conversations, and, and people will help steer you in the right direction. Ashley Burns has been kind enough to share some stories regarding her combat duty, her work with the disabled American veterans, and it's been my privilege to listen. And again, she said you can support the disabled American veterans by going to DAV.org, or if you're going to the Quick Lane Bowl, Ford is going to donate $10 for every ticket that's purchased using the link helpkeepthepromise.org. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you.